I'm Pat Hyben, and over the past 25 years, I've sold over 7,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in volume. In 2010, I sold my team business to my top agent and went on book tour promoting my book, Six Steps to Seven Figures, a real estate professional's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. That book went on to become a New York Times bestseller. Now I live off the passive income streams from the real estate I bought with commissions I earned as a full-time agent. And I am committed to giving back to the real estate industry as so many mentors of mine have given back to me. On this show, we'll interview the world's best agents, brokers, coaches, and investors to help you make more commissions and create the life you deserve. Attention real estate agents who want to win more listings. Want to discover the secrets of how to create wealth and freedom by embracing the listing life without the pain of getting rejected by sellers and losing listings to more experienced agents? If so, then join me on a very special free webinar event titled How to Beat Experienced and Egotistical Listing Agents Without Commission Cutting and Overpricing. On this training, you'll discover the answers every real estate agent needs to know to instantly win more listings, including the six most widely used scripts to get a seller to sign the listing paperwork, the three success hacks to combat an agent with a huge track record of success, and the four easiest statements that instantly get sellers to pay higher commissions. These three things and so, so much more. So if you're serious about wanting to win more listings without getting rejected by sellers and losing listings to more experienced agents, register now for this special event that will show you exactly how to create wealth and freedom by embracing the listing life. Register now at hybendigital.com backslash listing or by texting the word listing to 444-999. That's listing to 444-999. And make sure to stick around for the huge game-changing offer that you won't receive anywhere else. That's listing to 444-999 or online at hybendigital.com backslash listing. See you there. What's up, Rockstar Nation? I hope everybody's having a great week and rocking out some listings and buyers. You know, we had our biggest month yet at Real Estate Rockstars with the number of downloads, the number of countries that people have downloaded. You know, we're well over 130 different countries, which is pretty wild if you think about it. And our podcast download numbers are just way up. More and more people listening every day. So, Thank you in advance for spreading the word, spreading the good word about that. A lot of that comes in the form of reviews, and we always appreciate reviews and any reviews we will read on the show. So please rate us on iTunes, rate us on Stitcher, and we will read it on the show. 
Just some quick ones here. I think what I'm going to do, I had a, a really bad one. I think I'll, I'll read that one first. <laughs> we'll save the good ones for later. This one's from Girl Realtor. One star. Who is he kidding is the title. Okay. So I listened to three or four podcasts and here's the thing, dot, dot, dot. First off, it takes a good seven minutes of him trying to promote his own stuff till you even get to the actual interview and most of the people he interviews are only okay at best. He is very annoying in his approach and I was really let down by the podcast, although the one on actually having a podcast was quite helpful, but he needs to go dot 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 well hey i appreciate any comments one star or five star so i eat feedback for breakfast so i appreciate that all right jazz con five star great for everyone in the business pat nice work thank you i have begun listening to a lot of real estate podcasts lately and i am not in the business i look forward to yours the most the reason i'm a student of sales and your podcast brings a ton of value to me about running my own business a small social media marketing business i enjoy the variety of guests and your no-nonsense approach keep up the great work thanks again you're welcome jazz star jazz con five star and this is one on my book, Six Steps to Seven Figures, Five Out of Five Stars, Amelia Smith. Read it in a Kindle version. A great book, easy read, lots of good advice here, not just real estate related. Enjoyed. And the Audible version, Five Stars. I listened till the end. Well, that's it. From Selah, and he's in Selah, Washington. And then I got... Another one here, Phil Munley. Uh, Pat's book is a great place to start as a new real estate agent. Make sure to listen to the end to hear some great tips on mindset and life balance. Anyways, that's all I got for you, everybody. Rock and roll and have a great week. I'm headed to Croatia. Yes, my daughter graduated college and we've been wanting to take a one-on-one -on -one father-daughter trip for a long time. So before she starts in the real world, we are going to go hiking in Croatia and do a little Game of Thrones tours and get to see Croatia and some of Bosnia and that sort of thing. So I uh, may be doing some Facebook posting and some social media videos out from that area, maybe high atop uh, one of the cliffs that you've seen on Game of Thrones, but uh, it's going to be fun. So anyways, guys, have a great week and keep rocking. All right, Rockstar Nation, I have a great guest today. As I mentioned before, sometimes I put together a hit list of people that I want to get on the show. And, you know, on that hit list, I've had, uh, you know, Robert Kiyosaki, Barbara Corcoran, who've both come on. And one of the guys on this hit list in my top five is uh, Dean Graziosi. And you might recognize that name from his television commercials. Guy's been on TV for 16 years 
running, talking about the real estate game. And uh, he has come on Real Estate Rockstars today to share some words of wisdom and some advice. So get your papers and pencils ready because this is going to be a good one. Dean, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Pat, <laughs> it's awesome to be here, man. Let's, uh, let's rock it. And everybody listening, you guys are smart enough to gain wisdom from other people. So I feel like I'm, already, I'm talking to kindred spirits. So let's, let's, uh, let's share some, some value, some nuggets today. That uh, I want to make this one of those uh, podcasts where you say, wow, that's the gr- one of the greatest ones I've ever listened to. So I set the, I set the bar high, Pat. So let's, let's rock this. Let's do it, man. But real <laughs> quick, why don't you give us like a two-minute rundown of who you are and, and uh, so in case someone listening, driving down the road has yeah. never heard of you. Yeah, yeah, real quick, and I won't make this about me. This is about you guys. You're taking the time to listen, and I truly want to deliver value. But, you know, I was, uh, uh, it sounds like my infomercial story, but the fact is I was a broke kid, lived with my dad, uh, literally lived in a bathroom with my dad for a year when I was a kid, didn't have a little electric heater, not lunch, lunch money was sparse some days, and I just always figured I'd, uh, if I could make a thousand bucks a week someday, I'd be happy. I wasn't, I had dyslexia, school was a little tough. And then right out, right before I graduated high school, I just knew the only people in my town that seemed to have money uh, were in the real estate game. And I was naive enough to think I could do real estate with no money down. Sometimes being naive helps more than uh, when we overthink and have too many no's said to us. So I went after real estate aggressively, knocked on a million doors before I was 20. I got in my first couple of deals with no money down. Uh, by my mid-20s, I'd acquired a lot of real estate. The market shifted uh, in the late 80s, early 90s, and I had acquired a lot of real estate, became a millionaire in my late 20s, and just leveraged that. You know, I was in apartments, then I uh, went into land development. I'd buy and subdivide land, then I got into building houses, then I started buying single-family houses to hold. And then around 1998, uh, watching Tony Robbins on TV a lot with his infomercials, changing people's lives, I said, hey, uh, if this dumb kid from upstate New York with no money can do real estate. Let me see if I can write write and share this information. And I ended up doing a, an infomercial in 1999. I created uh, courses and books. Um, by 2006, I had a couple of New York Times bestselling books. My book, Be a Real Estate Millionaire, I think is the bestselling real estate book of all time. So we sold over a million copies of that book and helped a lot of people. When the market crashed in 07, I was the only one teaching them uh, how to use smart real estate agents, how to do wholesaling, how to how to let leverage all this great talent out there. And, um, and it really just left a mark and ended up becoming the top real estate educator in the country when it comes to people not knowing how to re- do real estate and teach them how to invest in single family homes. I've gone on to write six books and, uh, and, uh, it's been an obsession and a goal and I love it. And I'm blessed every day that I get to be in the real estate business while simultaneously teaching other people how to change their lives using real estate. So that's where I'm, where I'm at now. That's awesome. Now, now, are you buying real estate today? Mm-hmm. I own um, I own about 320 buy and holds. I had over a thousand, but I bought a lot of them in down market, and uh, and been selling them off. So when, you're uh, selling. You're you're more of a seller than a buyer today. Yeah, yeah. today. Yep, today I'm a today. seller buyer. If, if you rewind, uh, you know, five seven years ago, I was an obsessive buyer. I was buying 20 to 30 houses a month for a long time. Wow. Okay. So that that that's interesting. Now, where are most of your houses? Uh, mostly in the Midwest, Iowa, Illinois, Kansas City. Yeah, that's where the majority of them are. Okay. Yeah, that's good stuff. Well, that's good to hear. And you're still selling. Uh, you're still having selling your courses. Are you still on TV? 
I still am still on TV. My new book is called Millionaire Success Habits because, you know, some no matter if you're a real estate agent in the real estate investing business or any business in the entire world, there's just fundamental habits that get people to achieve and succeed on that next level and other things that just keep people stuck. You know, you could be in the same industry as your neighbor. Why is he making three times as much, seem to be happy, have more fun, and you seem like you're running on a treadmill and this guy's walking up a ladder. And fundamentally, it's just core foundational things I've discovered through the years. And and I felt it was time that I you know pour my heart into a book to give people those tools. So uh, yeah, real estate's my life, but also success habits to get people to actually get to that next level, not just dream about it, not just listen you know to great podcasts, but actually do something. Right. I love that. I love that. So let's talk about that. Let's dig deep into a little bit about the personality traits of a successful person. And I want to specifically go to salespeople and real estate salespeople. I think that there's a lot of salespeople out there or real estate salespeople out there that are a little timid and a little uneducated when it comes to how to be a salesperson, how to persuade, how to influence. Can we address that a little bit? Yeah, that's great because selling is evil. No, selling's not evil. Selling is what makes the world go around. Selling is the oxygen of the universe. Selling the wrong thing. If, if you're listening right now and I, I said that and you're like, oh, this guy's a sales guy. Thank you. I'll, I'll take that. But here's how you can change it and reframe it. The only if you're listening right now, and if anything about sales, if you don't want to be the cheesy salesperson, you feel that you're selling hard or not selling hard enough, and you get confused. It's only because at one point in your life somebody sold you something that wasn't good or made you feel uncomfortable about selling. But think about when you're when you go to a restaurant and you love it, or you go to a movie and you love it, or you love a human being, a, a, a man or a woman, and you want to tell your friends. When you tell them and you're enthusiastic, like, oh my God, I met this guy. He is so awesome. He's done this. He makes me feel this way. You're selling your friend on this guy. You're selling your friend on a great movie. You're selling your spouse on this place to go to dinner. And when you're selling, you are your most enthusiastic self, your most energetic self. And that's what you have to realize when it comes to selling it. And here's a couple of things that I'll share that allowed me to go to another level of selling, whether I just got off stage with my buddy Tony Robbins up in Boston and, and uh, you know, it was 10,000 people in the audience. And I love selling because the way, way I look at what I've created in my life, and I would bet if you're listening, you're the same person, is what I deliver to people helps change their lives. It takes their life. It gives them the tools, the capabilities. It gives them the direction. It gives them the confidence to step into a life that they desire. So I know I have this tool. So it's my job to persuade them to action or their lives aren't gonna change. So I want you to think about this. The first thing is write down what it is you're actually doing. Not talking about I'm a real estate agent and I sell houses. Now, what is it that you're actually doing? You are helping people out of a home they want out of and you're helping people into a place they want. You're providing such an amazing service and a lot of people do it. So if you're going to do it, why not do it with enthusiasm, with excitement? Listen, I, I, I'm just going to digress for a second. My, my wife is in Indiana right now and she, her grandfather died. Amazing. My wife's 41 years old. Her grandfather just dies now. And she texted me before and she's picking out the urn for his ashes with her, her grandmother who's still alive. And we just had this conversation like no matter what we do, between the time we're born until we go in either a box or a little jar, 
is so short, we get to decide how are we going to live in between those moments? Because we're all heading towards that box. Now, I'm not trying to be morbid, but 150,000 people died today. 150,000 people <laughs> will die tomorrow and the next day and the next day. What we do between the, the bookends is our choice. So being, a, I love real estate, but being a real estate agent, being a, real, a realtor, amazing, amazing occupation. You can decide this is what I do or no, this is what I do. Wow. So when you can, when you can find passion of saying, I help people out of houses, I help people in houses and I get paid damn good for doing it. That's a different feeling than saying, I sell houses. Like just watch your terminology, watch what you do. So define what you do. And here's a secret. It's funny find because people don't, you know, don't think like this, right? They think of on a small scale, they think like a waiter or waitress, right? A, a, an exuberant waiter or waitress or one that's over the top with enthusiasm and describing the dishes and being like, oh, I tasted that. That's so awesome. You got to try it. Dinner gets really fat tips, right? But, oh, but as real it. estate agents, they that. don't think like that, right? I, they just, just, ha I just had a waiter. I swear to you, last night I took my staff out to dinner. I had a waiter. Everything he described, I'm like, shit, I want that. No, I want that. Like everything. He wasn't over the top. He wasn't a cheesy salesman. He wasn't being a pain in the butt. He was enthusiastic. You could tell he loved his job. And even if he didn't love it, here's a secret. If you don't love what you do right this moment, find a way to love it because it's just a stepping stone. Listen, I used to fix wreck cars my whole through high school. I'd buy wreck cars or I'd fix wreck cars. I had dirty fingers. I painted. I changed motors. I worked till midnight almost every night. I want to know the truth. I freaking hated it, but I <laughs> smiled and I did it with passion. I did it with enthusiasm. And guess what? My first real estate deal, one of my first, a guy lent me 80 grand because I fixed his fender. I was dirty. It was the middle of summer. I was sweaty and I was happy. I shook his hand. He's like, how do you have so much energy? Do you love what you do? I'm like, not really, but I'm going to do it my best. He goes, what do you really love? I said, I'm trying to do real estate. The guy lent me $80,000, one of the first big deals I've ever done. He made half the profit. I made it. We're still friends to this day. If I was the head down going, ah, I got to fix this damn fender. I got to do this. I would never have had that opportunity. So find a way to love what you do and then think about this. Once you figure out that you love it, think about it this way. You are doing people a disservice if you do not get them to say yes to you. Because if they don't say yes to you, they either don't sell their house or they pick somebody else who's not as good as you. So love what you do. And then feel in your heart. When I ask for a credit card, when I go on an infomercial, when I'm on stage in front of 10,000 people, I'm not saying to myself, oh, damn it, I got to ask for the credit card or ask them to give me money. In my head, I'm like, I can't wait to ask because wait till you see what I get to do for you. You give me money, I'm going to over deliver in such a way that you're going to be so glad you did. When you feel that way, all of a sudden, listen to my enthusiasm. I'm, I'm trying to sell you on this and I can feel my energy going up because I want to, you want to, you buy from people who are enthusiastic. You don't buy from people that are perfectly structured. You don't buy from people who got their pitch down and, and they, they're, they're salesy. You buy from people who you could tell care. And, and here's the next secret. This is one of the biggest secrets to selling and persuasion that anyone will ever tell you in your life. And this is how to sell without selling. And it, it, write, write this down. Listen to this again. People will buy from you and people will sell to you when they feel understood, not when they understand you. Wait a minute, when repeat that. People will buy from you or sell to you when they feel understood, not when they understand you. If you've ever felt pressured by a salesperson, that person is trying to get you to understand him or her. 
I've been in this business for 20 years. I know real estate better than anybody. This is the perfect place. This house is perfect for you. You should be here. This is a deal. You should take it now. That's the salesperson you don't like. The person that comes in and says, hey, how many, how many kids do you have? Do you have a family? What are you thinking about in your future? Let's, let's see if we can get something that really fits you and your family. Which person, one of them automatically, second person immediately connected because they want to get to understand you. What are your fears? What are your desires? When you can listen, listen, I, I've, been in, I've been blessed to be in conference rooms where we're closing 20, 30 you know, million dollar deals. And I'll go in and I'll keep my mouth shut the entire time. And people, I think the rest of the people are all dressed in suits. I'm in a t-shirt just chilling. And they're probably like, I heard this guy was sharp. He hasn't said a word because I'm just <laughs> listening. I'm listening. I want to know what their fears are. I want to know what their goals are. And I get to understand everybody in the room. And when I speak, I'm speaking through understanding them. Hey, I understand you want to make this deal happen, but you're concerned about holding paper for 30 years. You really want to cash out and be retired before that. I understand that. So let's see if we can work around that. And I know you, you know, you're getting a commission on this. So you want this deal to happen today, but wouldn't you rather have a commission over the next two years than this deal not going to happen at all? And all of a sudden I address everybody. They all feel understood. Say, let's get this deal done. I close deals better than anyone on the planet with the least amount of words. And I wasn't always that way. I'm, I'm just 48. I've been doing doing this for so long and I, I'm really good at seeing where I screwed up in my life and how to repair it, right? So think about that. Love love what you do, even if it's just a bridge to be a full-time investor, even if it's a bridge to own your own brokerage company or be a mortgage broker. I don't know what it is, if, but if this is what you're doing today, find a way to be passionate and love it. Then think I'm doing people a disservice if I don't get them to say yes to me, sign the contract, do the deal, give me the house, sell the, buy the house from me. I am screwing them over if I don't get them. So how do you sell? Make them feel understood, create enthusiasm, create authenticity. People can smell bullshit, right? Just be authentic. If you don't know the right words, you don't know the terminology. I don't know all the perfect terminology for real estate. I've done, I've done more deals than most anyone I've known, thousands of real estate deals. I still don't know. People will come in and talk all tech talk to me. I'm like, just, just give me the deal points. I, I'm not that smart. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Don't have commission breath. Right? Yeah, I don't have, <laughs> right, exactly. People learn something, then they talk tech talk. Nobody wants tech talk. People just want to. <laughs> they hate just want to. I I do too. It's like you're talking tech talk. I did more deals last week than you did in the last twenty. You know, in the last twenty years. Right, um, right, right. So when people are out there, right? I mean, th 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 this is a great conversation. You know, the the first step obviously is to just go balls out and just be the massively the most enthusiastic real estate agent, whether you're on a listing appointment and you got an hour in front of the people where you're on a buyer appointment, and you got an hour in front of them or you're with your real estate team and you've got your whole, you know, eight hours yep. a day in front of them, be massively enthusiastic, just like a waiter would be. You're on, yep. if a waiter can be on eight hours straight, uh, you know, being on stage, then you could certainly do it as a real estate agent. And now the second part is the influence part that I wanted to talk to you about. You know, Ross Jeffries came on the, the pickup king, you know, I think it was episode 456, talking about certain hypnotic ways to influence people on a listing appointment to get them to sign the paperwork. And I want to get your opinion, Dean, on, you know, what are some subtle ways that you can get people to sign uh, listing agreements uh, if you want to be their listing agent without coming across as, you know, canned or... or great, great or, question. You know, great, rehearsed. Great, great question. Yeah. yeah, great question. I would say 
it kind of follows along what we were just talking about. People will buy from you with enthusiasm and authenticity. When you see somebody with lots of enthusiasm and you feel like they're full of shit, you don't want to do business with them. But when someone has that authenticity, it's it's just a complete game changer. So remember this. I talk about people will buy from you, sell to you if they feel understood. Here's the second part of that to help with influence. Enter conversations already going on in the mind of your prospect. Mm, okay, tell me. Tell okay, so that. think what about this. Mean? I don't know if I don't know if you ever saw uh, the movie Eight Mile. Did you see the movie Eight Mile yes, with Eminem? Yes, I did. Yep, I saw it. Okay, so for those of you that didn't see it, I love that movie. I watched it like three times. The part I love the most is the influence Eminem, his character had the last time he rapped. So he's going up. He's going in this rap battle. He's the white kid whose mom sleeps around. They live in a trailer park. Uh, another guy slept with his girlfriend. He got his ass beat for lack of a better word he got beat up he's the broke white boy in a black neighborhood and he's going a rap battle against the, the the strongest rapper in the area he's in this he's in this uh you know he's in this uh bar or you know where they're doing the battle big and dark every, room right big yeah. dark room he's the only white guy in the place and he gets up there and you know rap they tear each other down right right and so he gets up there and he got in the mind, he finished the sentence, the conversation that the people were thinking and so the person he was battling. So he got up there and instead of trying to be smooth and find a way to beat down the other guy, he just answered, he just finishes, finished the sentences already going on in everybody's mind. He stood up there and his rap was basically this. My mom's a slide. I live in a trailer park. I have no buddy. I got no dad. This guy slept with my girlfriend and this guy kicked my ass. Da, 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 da. What do you got? And then drops the mic. And the other guy had nothing left because he took all the power away by addressing what he was already thinking. And when I think of influence, influence is entering the mind of your prospect, finishing their conversations, not our own. Sometimes we live in our own thoughts. We live what we we imagine what the other person wants. We pretend to think what they want. When a lot of times, if you just come to the core, you know that they have lots of choices beside you. They might be talking to someone else. They might have got offered a better deal. Someone might have a better name and have billboards, and you don't have a billboard. You know, you're not the one at the bus stops. Instead of talking around that, lean into those. That's been my secret forever. I lean into it. I used to do my infomercial. And I'd say, listen, I'd hold my book up. I'd say, listen, I'm an infomercial guy. You're sitting here watching me right now thinking, is this guy a huckster? Is he a hoax? Is he full of crap? I said, let me just show you my book. I'd shake it. I'd be like, I promise you, when you buy my book, $100 bills don't fall out of it. I just got to be honest. I don't have a magic money pill. You actually have to work this. So if you're thinking you're going to get my book and get rich in real estate without doing anything, then don't buy my book. That's not what I have. What I have is a faster way to get there because I've been doing it for 20 years. I address that feeling. I address that they they have questions about an infomercial guy. I have questions because they're watching me in the middle of the night. I have questions if they think I'm saying you're going to get rich overnight. And when I address all them, I'm, I'm response blocking. What I'm really doing in advance is I'm taking their fears, those things that they would ask themselves once you left, and I'm making them happen right there while I'm there in real time. So I want to know what their fears are by addressing them and to their conversations. And they go, holy crap, this guy just – Say, you know, I'm not on any billboards. That's not what I do. My, my job is to understand what you really want out of this house. What do you want? And I'll, I'll let you know. I'm, I'm not just going to list it at the price that, that you think it's fair. I, I'm going to be honest and say at that price, 
it won't sell and then it'll get listing fatigue and then you'll hold on it and you'll chase the market down. And if someone else comes in and wants to say, oh, you can get that $500,000, you should go with them. But I just want to tell you, I'm going to show you what's real. And, and maybe my face isn't on every billboard that you drive by, but that's not what my desire is. All my energy goes into getting houses like this sold, to serve someone like you, to get this done. And I'll work for you in a way that most people won't. And I'd love to have your listing today. You know, like uh, just a yeah. different feel, right? Yeah, just yeah. A different I mean, this is great. If, if, if agents are listening, you know, write down why would a seller not list with me? Write down five or ten things yeah, and exactly. then come up with – like let's say you drive a shitty car, right? Let's say you drive a, a Honda Accord and you know your two competitors are both driving uh, Benzes. You can even write that down and say, you know – I know you might look out there and see this, you know, 12 year old car and think, you know, this guy ain't selling any houses. But let me tell you, I'm a frugal guy. I'm selling a lot of houses. But the way that I'm frugal with that is how I'm going to be frugal with your price of your house and what you actually get and put that on you. I may be a single agent without a massive team and without 25 other listings out there as well. But you're going to like that because because you get my attention. You get my attention. So you're basically taking just like Eminem did every single reason why a seller might not list with you or a buyer might not use you as an agent to buy and you're just pulling them out of the gate from the first meeting. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. It's it, and it's not something here's the cool part. This isn't something I'm just making up as I go along. I've been blessed to sell hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars of my courses and products and property and it's just experience, right? It's it's not something. It's not some magical trait to to hypnotize somebody into giving you money. I would say this stuff is so powerful that make sure you're a badass. Like get their business and then over deliver and watch how your name gets spread so fast you won't be able to control it. Yeah, just like the waiter. Sam Monreal has over 200 agents that he sifts through leads for every day at his company Rockerbox. Dale Archdeacon coaches agents how to sift through leads on their team. Both are industry experts at incoming leads and outbound leads. Nobody is talking more about this subject than these two guys. They have given me the form that all their people, all their coaches, in Sam's case, all his sifters use to qualify potential seller prospects and to turn them into listing appointments. I'm gonna give this form to you for free just as a benefit of being a listener of Real Estate Rockstars. To get a free copy of this form, text SCRIPT, that's S-C-R-I-P-T, to 444-999. That's script to 444-999. Okay, so Dean, you're you're a massively busy guy. You got all this stuff going on, right? How, how do you not get overwhelmed and do you sleep? No, I don't sleep that much, but you know, I figure I'll sleep. I figure <laughs> I'll sleep when I'm a hundred. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, how do you deal with the I overwhelm? Actually do. Yeah. So I'll I'll tell you, and I'll give this little this little hack that will 
will be a huge game changer for everybody. I'm also a father of an eight and ten year old. I I just I just picked him up from camp because I wanted to, and then I knew I was coming here to. I wanted to get. I wanted to be here and be prepared for you so we could rock this today. But I still, I'm like, you know, what? I got to make my kids lunch because I want to. I fit it all in. I, I you know, it's just your priorities. But here's here's something that I think it will be a game changer for those of you who never looked at life this way. Most people, the most successful people I know, know exactly where they're going. And the most of the world knows exactly what they don't want. So I really want you to think about this. Yeah, yeah, let's most slow people, this down. I, I, I want you to really think, this is, prop, when people ask me, what is the biggest hack? What's your biggest secret for success? Or, you know, I'm blessed to know billionaires and presidents and and, and all this cool shit. I, I don't want to brag, but I, I got lucky. I, and some days I'm sitting in rooms with people like that. I'm like, how did how'd they let me in yeah, here? What, you know how what did I, mean? I, like the talking head song, <laughs> yeah, right? How yeah, did I get that, here? Yeah, yeah. Somebody, somebody's going to come throw me out soon because I don't belong, right? But here's what I know. If you just, and I've asked thousands of people, if you took 10 people close to you over the next week, and ask them what they don't want out of life. They will rattle stuff off with no hesitation. I don't want. I don't want. The, I don't like the way the you know. I don't like the the realtor. I, the real estate agent I work with, or I don't like the way my spouse talks to me. I don't like the way my kids do this. I don't like my commute to work. I don't like the money I get. You get somebody on a roll, they will just start ranting what they don't want or don't like. Here's what you do. Test me on this. See if I have, you know, if I'm, if I'm bullshitting you or not. Yeah, yeah. And then stop them abruptly and say, all right, I see what you don't want. What do you want out of life? Nine out of 10 people will go, huh, that's a good question. Or I have to think about that. Mm. Or I'm not sure. That means we are all running around. We're all in Ferraris going hundreds of miles an hour and we have no GPS on. We're just driving away from what we don't want. So I want to tell you a story that really anchors this in and I'm going to, I'll hammer this home. This will be seriously, this lesson alone, I wish to God someone had given this to me when I was younger. It took me a long time to figure this out. I have a dear friend and him and about five dads, they, through a church group, they take 17 to 20 year old boys and they're taking them to whitewater rafting in Colorado, like 20 kids, right? These five dads are a nervous wreck taking these kids whitewater rafting. They get there. It had rained for a week prior. I guess rapids go from a, a zero to a five. And these rapids were fours and fives. The dads are all nervous, like, man, we got all these kids we're responsible for. And the guide comes out. Uh, he's been doing this for 35 years. He comes out and says, dads, don't worry, I got this. Puts all the kids in the raft. And he holds up his finger. He said, boys, you see this finger? This is the positive point. He said, when I point my finger in the, in the lead uh, you know, raft, when I point my finger, you guys don't look anywhere except where I'm pointing. And you paddle your guts out to get to where I'm pointing. It's the positive point. He goes, I promise you this, I will never point at the high rapid. I'll never point at the rock that'll flip us over. I won't point to the down tree. I've been doing this long enough to know if I point to any one of those, you guys will take focus off of what you're doing. You'll stare at the rock and we'll run right into it. Mm. And think like think about that in our lives. We are pointing at what we don't want. I don't want this listing to fall through. I don't want this person to give someone else the house. I don't want to not have enough money. I don't want to have this old 13-year-old car when other people have a better car. I don't want, I don't want, I don't want. We are pointing at the rock and we continue to run into it. Most of us know what we don't want. We all have Ferrari engines. We're all running on a treadmill at, uh, at, at number seven. But when you point at what you don't want, maybe you put the treadmill up to nine, you're still running fast, but not getting anywhere. So here's what I would suggest to every single person. Do this. I promise you it'll be a game changer. Throw away everything else if you want that I talked about today and do this. 
pretend it's a year from now. Mm. Okay, better yet. So many times people say set goals, set goals, set goals. But the way I look at things is like, the, remember the Roadrunner, Pat? Did you remember watching that when you were a kid? Oh, yeah. Beep, beep. Yeah. Right. Do you remember the Tasmanian devil would spin around yeah. really fast? Yeah. You remember there was a dust cloud around him? Right. And with social media and, and cell phones and, and test messages and, and, and apps, I, I feel like our lives, we all have a damn dust cloud around us. And then we're told to set goals and you can't even see an inch in front of you because of the dust. So here's what I would tell everybody to do. Pretend it's a year from now. And you're looking backwards and we're all on this call together. We're on this podcast together. And it was the best year of your life financially and your career. Like let yourself think it like right now. Just, just think about right now. It's a year from now. You're looking backwards. When you walk in a room, people are like, man, what happened to him or her? They get a haircut. Did they lose weight? Did they get a tan? <laughs> or you, yeah, or you yeah. walk into your house and your wife is just like, holy crap, where'd that confidence come from? Or your, mm. your wife or your husband, right? Like it's a year from now and you're just freaking killing it. You're waking up on fire. You want to do more. Your kids are looking at you like you're freaking Superman. What kind of money are you making? How many deals are you doing? What do you feel like? Who are you? Do you have working for you? What are you doing on a regular basis? Are you closing deals? Did you start your own brokerage firm? I don't know what it is, but you do. So it's a year from now and you look backwards, it's the best year of your life and just start writing down what that looks like. I'm making 200 grand a year. My wife looks at me in a way she did when I met her in college, uh, my husband or whatever it is, right? You're just writing this down. I'm 10 pounds lighter. I look like a badass I, I, and, and write that down. And when you get done writing, that's where you want to go in life. That's your vision. That's your clarity. Most people do not have any vision and clarity on where they want to go. So here's what happens. When you don't know where you want to go with definitive clarity, you say yes to too much shit in your life. And that's what overwhelm, where overwhelm comes in. That's where confusion comes in. That's where stress comes in. I know where I want to go and I have the ability to say no to mostly everything. Write this line down. Think about this forever. Yes, get you out of Egypt. No will take you to the promised land. Mm. If you're listening to this right now, you're a high achiever. You're, you're gaining education. You're smart enough to learn from other people. You're not just some regular. You're an A player. So that means you said yes more than your friends. You said yes to overtime. You said yes to working on a deal that you said yes to part. You said yes, right? Yes got you here. But getting vision and clarity on where you really want to go, no will take you to the next level by getting the vision, getting the clarity, and say no to everything that doesn't fuel your bigger future that you desire. That may be the single biggest secret of the most successful people I know. They have vision, they have clarity, and they say no to mostly everything. Listen to Warren Buffett. Google, Go Google Warren Buffett says no. Warren Buffett says, I say no to everything. <laughs> literally everything, everything is a no. And every once in a while when everything's perfect and it matches my vision, I'll say yes. Most of us, most of us are saying yes too many times. Yeah. I love that. And that hits home for me personally. I mean, I last, um, you know, before I started my, my training university for real estate agents and started this podcast and that sort of thing, I had about six years after I sold my real estate team and real estate business, where I was just an investor, I said, I'm going to just invest. I invested in 16 private companies and a, a, a whole bunch of real estate. Of the 16 private companies, probably eight of them have failed or are failing. And I think that mainly it's because, you know, I was just a yes man. I'd be like, oh yeah, that sounds exciting. Let me, you know, here's 50 G's, here's 100 G's, whatever. And 
And now that I'm focused on one thing, building this podcast and, and my training company, it's so much easier for me when someone gives me a deal to just be like, yeah, no, I'm not going to, you know, you're on your own. I say no to that. So I, yep. I, I really agree with, with everything you said there. Why don't you, talking about having companies fail and, and that sort of thing, can you think or give us a story, Dean, about how you have failed uh, and what you learned from that and how you became better because of it? Yeah, uh, you know, the thing is when you, most people think from the outside that when someone's successful, that maybe they didn't get you know their ass kicked, for lack of a better word. Hope no, nobody minds my language, but you know it's there is that saying that the smoothest stone is in the roughest part of the stream, and <laughs> and that's really that. that's really where our lives are. I mean, your success usually lies on the other side of your biggest failures or the other side of the obstacle that you're avoiding. You know, there's those things in life that you put off, the the fear of starting your own thing, the fear of selling, the fear of hanging a shingle and, and doing your own business. Usually your next level of life is on the other side of that. It's counterintuitive to what we're told growing up and what we're taught. And when I look back, I've failed miserably, Pat, you know, especially in the evolution of going from I was in the real estate business, then I tried to go and went into the real estate education business. And I started with infomercials. I didn't know there was any other way. I just watched Tony Robbins and figured, hey, let me try that. And I, I was literally funding my, my education business by flipping houses. And I ran out of cash. I was down to nothing. I was using credit cards to make it happen. I was had sleepless nights. I had anxiety at night. I was waking up with panic attacks. I, I started to believe when my, you know, my family told me I was crazy for trying. Friends told me I was an idiot. And I started saying, oh my God, they're all right. What was wrong with me? I'm a freaking dreamer. I should have just settled. But then I realized that that was all shit talk. That was just all other people's stories that I adopted. And when I stopped thinking, just what I shared with you, when I stopped staring at the rock and staring at the down tree and I found the clearing and I said, no, I'm going after it. If I fail, I'm not going to die. I'll rebound. And when I started staring at where I wanted to go and started focusing on it, that's when things started to pop. Things started to click. And I started realizing most people are wrong. Most people don't know what they're talking about. It's it's your broke friend telling you how to get rich, or your single friend telling you how to fix your marriage. Uh, you, you know, the, <laughs> it's you know that that advice even comes from heart and caring is usually wrong. So what I'd say, you know, I've failed miserably. I've lost all my money more than once. I got told I was crazy a gazillion times since I was little. I don't have a college education. I didn't come from money. You know, besides my own self bad talk. I had other people telling me that shit <laughs> it wasn't going to work. Right. So I, I would just say, you know what you have inside of you. Um, one, of the, the, one of the last things I'll leave you with, uh, the, one of the biggest lies we've ever been told along that our journey of trying to go to that next level is to work on our weaknesses. And that's the biggest lie we've ever been told. The hell with your weaknesses. Get amazing at what you're already good at. Get so good like what you're doing right now, Pat. Go deep on something. Learn. Find if you're good at sales. Find it if you're good at finding deals or closing deals or you're good at the bookkeeping or you're good at systemizing or processes. Whatever it is that you're good that lights you up, get so damn good at it that it's undeniable that you're the best. And then pay people to do the stuff you suck at. That is awesome. And, and guys listening, it is easy, right? It is easy to be an incredible waiter and it is easy to be an incredible real estate agent. You just have to follow what Dean is telling you here and just 
plug and play. I mean, this has been awesome, Dean. I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule. I know you got tons of things going on. Thank you so much. I'm going to put all of Dean's information on hybendigital.com backslash, and I'll make it easy. I'm not going to spell out Graziosi for you. I'm going to say Dean G, hybendigital.com <laughs> backslash Dean G. He's got a killer new book. I'm going to put a link to that. Uh, I'll let you have the last word, Dean. No, you know, I just want to tell you, I, I, I admire when people do things like this, you're giving back, right? You're giving back to the world. Of course, you have a business, you want it to thrive. You want people to get engaged in what you do and they should. But, you know, I think one of the greatest gifts that any of us could do is learn something, get great at it, and then share it with everybody else. So, Pat, keep up the good work. Keep doing what you're doing. Everybody, listen. There, there's another level. Don't you know, You're going to get stressed. You're going to get anxiety. You're going to have the, that inner voice telling you you should stop. Most people stop. Be one of the people who don't. Go for it. Beautiful. All right, Dean. Well, listen, if I'm ever in Arizona in the near future, let's get together and break some bread, brother. All right, man. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Please be sure to leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening. All five-star reviews help us get better and better guests for your listening pleasure. And if you have a great review, I'll read it on the show. We are so proud of this show now with over a million downloads in 79 countries around the world. Also, don't forget to buy my book if you haven't already. Six Steps to Seven Figures, a real estate agent's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. With an intro by Gary Keller. Sold everywhere online books are sold. You can always go to pathyben.com and find out about all things Pat Hyben. And don't forget to follow me on social media. All you got to do is type in my name. I'm everywhere and easy to find. I hope to meet face-to-face someday. But in the meantime, let's meet on social media. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.